0: Happy is the Christian man who suffers with the very young, the very old, the very lonely, for he has compassion. Happy is the Christian man who greets the world with smiles and laughter and anticipation, for he has courage. Happy is the Christian man who lives not for himself, but for others for he has freedom. Happy is the Christian man who listens and hears and extends his hands, for he has understanding. Happy is the Christian man who speaks gently, lives humbly, for he has dignity. Happy is the Christian man who lives simply, loves deeply, for he has sincerity. Happy is the Christian man who lives intensely and sings through his life the praises of his risen Christ, for he has awareness. I'm telling you today that we as Christian men, when you realize that, you become that well-rounded, that rooted, that grounded man that God has intended us to be. And I appreciate that. Today we celebrate the fathers and we have been given a precious gift. Fathers, that's children. We have been given that wonderful gift. We've also been given a great responsibility. For that great responsibility, God has given the man to be the head of the house. God has given the man to train the children. In the Lord and the way in which they should go, Proverbs tells us, sixteen twenty-two. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. Understand that. They'll not depart from your training. They may leave you. There comes a time when you probably hope they will. But they will. They'll leave you one day. But I heard someone tell me a long time ago, there's two things we give our father, our, our children. One is roots and the other is wings. And if you train that child, if you give them the roots that they have, the stability, the foundation, if you give them that foundation that they need, because outside of your home, outside of your safety zone, outside of your love, outside of your being there for them, there's a world out there that's ready to show them another way. There's a world out there that's ready to tell them there is a better life for you. There is this for you, and enjoy. And you only live once, and that's the great lie right out of hell. May I tell you this? You will live twice. You will live twice, and that being born from your what mother's womb is one life, and you'll live a second life after we stand before God. Either in your heavenly home with God or you'll live eternally in the flames of hell, outer darkness. So yes, you will live twice. So, live large? No. (laughs) If you want to live, you live in humility. If you want to live, you train your children. You show them. And that's exactly what we need to do. I'm going to read a scripture today out of the book of Luke. And normally, in this Father's Day, I preach about, as fathers, how we need to be role models and how we need to show the leadership qualities and instill them in our children. Normally, that's how I preach on this day. But I want to share with you a story, a parable. A parable is an illustrated story to bring around a spiritual truth. I want to share with you a parable today out of the book of Luke in 15th chapter about a father who had did basically all the right things, who had done everything that he needed to do. But in doing so, his heart was broken. Have you ever wanted the best for someone and they seem to be on a destructive path? They don't want your advice. They don't want your help. Have you ever been in a situation where it seems that there is no way out? And you feel that your son or your daughter is going down a path that surely leads to destruction. And you feel hopeless. Because what can you do? Well, that's how this father felt in our scriptures today. I want to read here. May I also say right before I read, I know that there's not a father in here that would not give their lives for their children. At least you should be willing to, and I believe you are. But I also know that there are fathers that there have been times when we have felt like we have blown it big time. When we felt as a father that we have really messed up. May I tell you this? If that is you and you're a father and you have blown it and you have messed up, own up to it. Own up to it. Get me past that because that can surround you and drag you down to where you feel like you're a failure and God did not create you to be a failure. None of us are perfect. None of us. (laughs) As I shared that, what I read in the bulletin, put in the bulletin today from Paul Harvey many years ago, about how a father hopes to be the kind of father that his son or daughter thinks he is. And may I tell you what, if we was to look at that, we would probably fall short. But fathers today, I want you to realize the importance today in what Jesus is saying about a father. In verse 11, I'll start reading chapter 15 in the book of Luke, St. Luke. And he said, and this is Jesus speaking here now, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said unto his father, Give me. The portion of goods that befalleth me. I'm, I'm probably going to just interject as I read this morning. <laughs> That's just how this message has come. Listen, here is a warning here today, fathers. When you got children coming to you and all they're asking, give me, give me, give me. And you might have it within your capability and ability to do so does not mean you need to. Just because you give your child everything he asked for does not mean you're giving him everything he needs or her. But this young man, he says, Give me the portion of goods that befalleth me. And he divided his living. Now let me share with you what this passage of Scripture is saying. These words, when... The young, man, the young man realizes that as the younger son, he has one-third of an inheritance coming to him. And he wants that inheritance, that money, he wants it now. And by saying that to his father who is living there before him, you that I don't care if you're living or dead I want what's coming to me there are relationships between fathers and sons today in our land that you feel like that relationship is dead dying because of something that has been said something that is done and this young man think of the heartbreak the father must have had When he says, listen, I know that when you die, I get a third. The older gets two-thirds. I get a third of what's coming to me, and I want it now as though you were dead. Oh, decisions fathers have to make at times. The heartbreak that fathers have at times when their children break their heart by what they say and what they do. Do you know what this father did? father says, and he divided unto them his living. And not many, in other words, the father said, okay, I'll do that. Thinking as the father separated that wealth that was to be his. Thinking as the father has done that, how he's thinking in his own heart, my, my son cares not that I live or die. My son cares nothing for me. But I'll give him what he asked. I'm going to give him that. And it says, not many days after that time that the father had given him his money, the younger son gathered all together and he took off. He left and he took a journey into a far country. May I tell you something else right here? Any time we as God's children stray from our father, we're going to find ourselves in a far country. We're going to find ourselves as though we've strayed far away from home. But this young man, he wanted it. No, he wasn't wanting to listen to what his father had to say. He wasn't wanting to do anymore what his father had him to do. He wanted to do it his way. We have that like that today, do we not? We have sons and daughters that will tell their parents, I'm going to do it my way. You don't control me. You have no rule over me. And so today, parents have gotten so fearful of what society and what man's laws will do that they just say, go ahead. Well, this man, when he had spent all, This young man that went into the far country and he was going to do things his way. He was going to go his way. He's going to do what he wanted to do. Nobody's going to tell me what I need to do. I'm going to live the way I want to live. I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm not hurting nobody but myself. Anybody here heard that? Anybody here said that? this young man went in that far country and he found his friends. You know why he found friends? Because he had something in his pocket, right? My friends, you let somebody know that you got something somebody else wants, they're going to be your friend. You let somebody know that you have something and they can get part of it, they're going to be your friend and they're going to think the world of you. But when that money or whatever... So in your friends, I thank God that God... lead you down a wrong path. Your friends can deceive you. Like I say, I'm going to break it up here as I go. But after he had spent all, after this man had spent everything he had, he had nothing. Guess what? Just to make sure that he couldn't go get it from anybody else, there arose a mighty famine in the land. Everybody, wherever he turned, wherever he went, you know, when you run out. Hey, buddy, I'm a little short. Can you spare me 40? Yeah. I'm a little short. Can you? As long as someone else may have it, I can get it and I'll still do what I want to do. Well, listen, God took care of that, didn't he? Hey buddy I'm a little short So am I There's a famine in the land See God has a way Of getting our attention Whether we see it Or not For this young man Left his father Left his home Left the, all that he had And he went and he did things his way He wanted to do what he thought was right And guess what he had friends and then he had no friends. And he began to realize how nice it was back at home. And I began to think, settle in the back of his mind. It's going to come out here shortly. He began to be in one. He began to be in a desperate need. And listen, this young man being a Jewish man, he went And joined himself to the citizen of that country. And he sent him into the fields to feed the swine. In other words, he tried to do it his way. He thought, well, I'll find a job. And as long as I can find a job, I'll be okay. As long as I can find a job, I'll, I'll get myself back upright. And I'll get back under my feet. And I'll be all right guess what the only job he could find was? A reminder, man, men in your covenant with the Father. A reminder that the Jewish culture, they did not touch pork, they did not eat pork. They looked at that as an unclean animal. And here he found himself the only job he had, seeing the uncleanliness around him. May I tell you this? God so often wants us, when we get into that place, see the uncleanliness around you so you can find and realize the uncleanliness within you. If he had found it, odd, that would have been fine that if he'd have found a job that would have been good, that anybody would have been proud of, he would not have thought anything of it. But every time he went to feed the hogs, he was reminded of how unclean this was. How out of and the character of him was. And so much so, that the Bible says that he was hungry so much so that he started eating the corn that he fed the hogs. Many times. Many times our children have left us maybe like your child has left you. Maybe like you have left your father, your family. And just like this, young man, you want to try it your way. And that didn't work. So he tried it again your way. And that didn't work. And he began to think as he was eating the corn that he was feeding the pigs, he began to think as he filled his belly with the husk of the swine and did eat, as the man gave unto him, the Bible says, and when he came to himself. Aren't you glad that the Father, the Heavenly Father, will let you realize where you're at? You can try to deny it, You can try to say, I'm okay, I'm all right, there's nothing wrong in my life. But this young man finally said, man, everything I've tried has failed. Everything I've done is going against what I know my father wants for me. And he began to think of how it was back home. He began to realize how great it was all the time. This prodigal, the prodigal is one who wastes that, who rebels and goes his own way. All of the time that this young man is out trying to go his way, the father's back home praying. The father's back home every day. In your mind's eye, picture the long, dusty trail that leads to the house where they live. Picture yourself looking as a father would out through the window, out down the lane, out down the field. No, I don't see him. But I'm not giving up hope that over the horizon, my son one day is going to return home. I'm not going to give up on my son. And in the meantime, when the father is praying, this shows you how prayer works. When the father is praying, and he's praying, God, bring my son home. You pray, and this is a picture of how prayer works. God always works on the other end of that prayer, and he's beginning to deal with the son the father's praying for. And he's beginning to deal with the son so much so that the son begins to think, man, I've made a mess of my life. I have made such a mess of my life. I'm embarrassed by it. What do I do now? Well, this son began to think of how even his father's hired hands, his servants, his employees were living better than the sons. He began to think of how much better they were. You know what he said? He said this, and he arose. Well, he says this, let me back up. And when he came to himself, and how many hired servants my fathers have, and they had enough bread to spare, and here I'm perishing. I'm starving with hunger. Oh, one of my favorite lines in this story and in all of the New Testament, actually, right here. I will arise and go to my father. See, I don't care how far you strayed from your father. I don't care how far you've traveled into a far country. I don't care how many things you've done that's not what God wants and not what your father wants from you. God's going to bring you to a point to realize your condition. He's going to bring you to that point where you realize your condition. But then a decision has to be made. A decision at that point in time has to be made. May I tell you, that decision is what this man made. The right decision. I will arise And go to my father. That's hard isn't it? He didn't know how his father was going to accept him. Receive him. He didn't know what. But this father. Had been praying. For his wayward son. This father had never stopped. Loving his son. This father knew that God will answer prayer. But he also knew that there would come a time when his son would have to make that right decision. Fathers, there's not a single father in here, and I'll raise my hand the highest. I'll raise my hand. There's not a single father in here that at one time or another has just totally missed it, messed up, right? We realize you need to be there. You need to be there. And what you need to do, what you need to do is simply this. He said, I will arise and go to my father. And he arose and came to his father. But now listen. But when, as I told you, he would look out the window, if you will, out of the house, and he would look down the lane, the trail, and he would look up to the horizon and see if the sun, the wayward sun, the baby was One day, one day when the wayward sun made the right decision, And said, I will arise and go to my father's sons, daughters. You have to make that decision. You have to be the one that makes that decision to say, I have failed. I have come short. I have disobeyed my father. Now, this next, next line or two, I, I start to read it every time and tears come to my eyes because as I read the Scripture, I like to see it, okay? Now, I want you to picture this. And when he arose, he'd come to his father, but when he was a great way off, that father that had been looking Guess what? He saw him coming home. Woo. The next word says, and the Father ran to him, and the Father ran. Picture God doing that to you, wayward person. Picture God doing that to you. You may have denied God. You may have d- just said horrible things about Him. You may have turned your back on Him so much you think there is no God and you want to get Him out of your life, out of your mind. and I don't want to have anything to do with God. What you realize is something begins to happen inside.
1: Let me tell you, it's
0: not something, by the way. (laughs) It's a prayer being answered by others. And that's something that begins to happen, and to you here, it's happening today. You know why it's happening? Because it's a prayer being answered by others. And that prayer that's being answered by others is God's Holy Spirit drawing you to come home. Come home. (laughs) I'm still picturing the Father running. I'm sorry. i got to let that settle. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine... being dead I don't want nothing of you anymore you're dead and yet (laughs) the love of a father goes beyond material things the love of a father goes beyond words that are said the love of a father goes beyond any imagination you know why? That's his son. That's his son. You may do terrible things. You may have lived the wrong life. You may have went the wrong way. You may be destroying yourself, but I still love you. you know, one day, you'll come to yourself. And you'll say, I will arise and go to my Father. Well, the Father, that day, never giving up, that day came. May I tell you today that your heavenly Father is never giving up on you. And he's brought you here today because that day has come. And the Son said unto the Father, Father... I have sinned against heaven and in thy sight. You see what the son is doing now? He's confessing his fault. He's confessing. And in no more worthy to be called thy son. You know why? Because I don't want to call you my father anymore. That's what he said to him. Aren't you God, glad that God loves us beyond our circumstances, beyond what we say and beyond what we do? Aren't you glad that God loves us that much? Well, here's what the father said back to the son. i am come to a close very shortly, so you listen well. And the father said, the son's just come home. The father's ran out to meet him, and the son has confessed forgiveness and asked for forgiveness. It says, I'm not worthy to become your son, be called your son. If I could be one of the hired servants, and you know what the father says? Bring out the best robe. You know what that is? That's a picture of the covering of sins. That's a picture of the covering of what the Father can do and will do when you come to Him. He's going to cover you with the very best, His righteousness. Bring out the best robe and put it on Him. And put a ring on His finger. You know what that ring does? That ring was when people traveled or whatever. A family would have a signet, if you will, an identification. Oh, yeah, you're the family of, and you're the family. he said, put that ring on. That's your identification. That's what identifies you with God the Father. That's what identifies him with the Father. He said, I want you to put that ring And then he said, put shoes on his feet. Clothe him. (laughs) This is the father now who the son had said to me, you're dead. Greater love hath no man than that. And then he says, And bring forth the fatted calf. You know what he said? Bring forth the best we have. Bring forth the best we have and kill it, prepare it, and let's eat and be merry, for this my son. This my son was dead. See, because the son said, I don't want a relationship with you. And is alive again. See, the Bible tells us that we are dead in our trespasses and sins as well. The Bible tells us that all we like sheep have gone astray as well. The Bible tells us that God loves us enough that he sent his only begotten son to die on a cross. But whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For this my son was dead, is alive again. He was lost, and now he is found. Wow. Do you see that picture? So, fathers, today, this is not a story about being a role model. This is not about a story about showing great leadership. This is a story about even sometimes the best that we do. Our children still go their own way. Doing the best you do, your children will still disobey you, will still go your own way. But fathers, don't ever give up. Don't ever give up. Your father, your heavenly father, is working on the other end. You see, the heavenly father knew exactly where that young man was. And he put him in a pig pen so he could see where he was at himself. Just like today, and this may be your first time here, but the Heavenly Father knows exactly where you're at in your life. The Heavenly Father knows exactly what you've done in your life. And he wants you to know he's made the sacrifice to bring you home. He wants to put the robe of righteousness on you. He wants to mark you with that relationship. And he wants to rejoice with you. But the one thing today that needs to be done, and this is where I close the one thing today that needs to be done is what the prodigal did. He realized where he was at, he realized his condition. He realized that he was lost. He realized how far he had strayed away from being in his father, love and will. And he said, and he came to himself. See, you got to first admit. You have to admit. You came to yourself. Yeah, pastor, that's me you're talking about today. That's what you, you got to come to yourself. And you want to deny it, you can deny it, but you're going to eat with the pig still yet again. Once he come to himself, he said, I will arise and go to my father. I'm going to give you that opportunity here in just a moment. I'm going to give you that opportunity to step out of the pew and come down and pray to the father, not to me. You don't tell me. You tell him. I have sinned. I have went my own way. And I realized where I'm at right now in my life. And I need to come home. I need to come to the Father. The Father's already told you what he's going to do for you. If you're willing to come. But you see it was all hinged on that one decision. The Father had already been looking The Father had already been praying. The Father had already been willing. But you have to make that decision. Stand right now, every one of you. You have to make that decision to come. You're here today because you needed to hear that message from God. Because it's our nature is to say, hey, I was wrong. Isn't it? Because in our nature of man, we don't want to ever admit that we were wrong. That's why God wants to give us a new nature. That we can come to him whenever we fall. wherever we stumble. Fathers, don't give up today on your... Wayward children. Children, if you're here today and, and you're like that prodigal son and you've strayed, make it right with God. Go back to your father, your mother. Maybe you're not able to do that anymore. But I want to tell you something. If you pray, God will give you all the peace you need. That's where we're at today. You know what we need? We need fathers who are willing to bend their knees and pray to God. We need fathers who are willing to do that. When you do that, you can stand with God. Happy Father's Day. Bow our heads, will be dismissed. I'm going to ask Brother Jason if he will dismiss us today.